for the win. It's good. Fires over the middle. Collins at the goal line. Touchdown, Miners. This is the Mineshaft, a UTEP football podcast, part of the Republic of Football Network. Now here's your host, Colin Deaver, and former UTEP kicker, Gavin Beckley. What's up, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Mind Shaft, a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Republic of Football Network podcast. That is uh, the umbrella that we are underneath. I'm your host, Colin Deaver. My co-host, Gavin Beckley, could not join me today. Uh, we have a, had some issues uh, getting our schedules to align over the last few days. We were going to record Tuesday, and then I had an emergency I had to deal with. And then uh, it was his anniversary yesterday, so we couldn't do it today, uh, yesterday. And then just couldn't iron out the schedules uh, for today either. But we will uh, make sure we get the two of us on a podcast for you next week. Apologize uh, for last week as well as the uh, New Mexico State basketball stuff just completely blew up my life during UTEP's bye week. Uh, we were unable to get a podcast recorded then as well. But a lot certainly um, has happened um, in the last couple of weeks for the UTEP football program. I want to talk about all of it and also uh, break down a little bit of the matchup with Middle Tennessee on Saturday as UTEP 3-7, and 2-4 and four in Conference USA will take on the Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders, who are also 3-7 and seven and 2-4 and four in Conference USA on Saturday a noon mountain time kickoff in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. So uh, we'll hop into that in a second. First, I got to tell you about uh, Homefield Apparel. Of course, the Homefield Apparel is the sponsor for the Mineshaft. We can get you 15% off your first purchase of any of the really sweet uh, UTEP Homefield Apparel that you can find on their website. Um, I think Gavin and I both have a t-shirt from the home field apparel sites very comfortable very cozy and again use that promo code mineshaft to get 15 percent off your first time purchases uh at home field apparel so let's just go ahead and dive right into it like i said a lot of um, news the last few weeks a lot of speculation about utah football the last couple of weeks um since we last spoke to you um of course the last time we saw the utah football team was on november the 4th at home at the Sun Bowl, losing 21-13 to to Western Kentucky. They were able to hold Western Kentucky quarterback Austin Reed, who's probably the best quarterback in the conference, or at least coming into the season, that's what he was thought of. Um, they held him to 100 yards passing. If you had told me before that game that they had held Austin Reed to under 100 or less yards passing, I would have told you that UTEP was going to win that game and come out of that uh contest with a four and six record but um just mistakes miscues inabilities to punch the ball into the red end zone when they got into the red zone um doomed utep on that night to another defeat to fall to three and seven and effectively uh kill their chances of going to a bowl game in year six under dana dimmel obviously i mean there's some i guess some opportunities for utep to go to a bowl um if they get to five and seven and there's not enough six win teams to um account for all of the bowl games i just think that that possibility is very very slim and if you lose this week against middle tennessee it's probably gone entirely middle tennessee is a seven and a half point favorite in this one so um that's where things stand for utep right now and with two games left um the question that we have not really discussed on this podcast yet um and probably need you know we really need to and have been waiting to do so 
is the future of head football coach Dana Dimmel and the UTEP Miners. Um, after again, after that Western Kentucky game to fall to three and seven, um, in the post game press conference, I asked coach if he had had um, any discussions with UTEP athletic director Jim Center regarding his future with the program, and Dimmel said no, he hadn't had any discussions. And then he uh, went on to discuss, and I'll just read the quote. Um, verbatim he said I mean obviously we've had a super hard schedule let's be realistic we've had a super hard schedule if we go over the records of who we've played in the early games this year and what their records were then when you're playing a quarterback who was four string at the beginning of the year and still put out an effort like this tonight I think that speaks for itself so let's first break that down a little bit number one UTEP's schedule um, after that the day after that Western Kentucky game was ranked 112th out of 133 FBS football programs. So not exactly the strength of schedule uh, that, um, that Dana Demo was alluding to there. I mean, that's, that's in the bottom um, third and maybe 25% of the, uh, of the nation. The injuries point I think is actually kind of a fair argument um, for them to make. They have 25 or 26 players uh, that are sidelined for the season, uh, with an injury right now, and I don't care who you are. I don't care. You could be Nick Saban in Alabama. If you have that many players sidelined for the season with an injury, you're not going to do um, everything that you kind of have set out to do uh, throughout the season. So um, I do think that that is a bit of a fair argument for him to make. Um, however, it's it's not an excuse – that's uh, you know, within with your it's your six now. You can't be making the that argument up and down the lineup, especially talking when you spent a lot of the season and the lead up to the season talking about how much depth they had. So I'm looking at the strength schedule per ESPN now. UTEP strength schedule has fallen to 116th in the nation again. That's out of 133 teams. So yeah, not the strength schedule that he was alluding to in that in that press conference um, soundbite there. So what does the future now hold for UTEP and Data Dimmel? I think that's the million-dollar question for this program um, that everybody in El Paso and really outside of El Paso, any any questions that I get from media members you're just curious about who don't live here that are just curious about what's going on with UTEP football, that's the number one question is um, will UTEP keep Dana Dimmel uh, in 2024 for the final year of his contract? So if they do that, we'll break down the financials of it. Uh, he would make if they keep him in 2024, he would make eight hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars. That is what he is owed by UTEP next season if he comes back. If he is fired after the 2023 season, his buyout after this season would be six hundred sixty-seven thousand uh, dollars. Six hundred sixty-seven thousand dollars, two hundred ninety-six, six almost. I'll just say it around $667,000. So obviously that's a lower number than the $850,000 that he uh, would be owed uh, if he comes back next year as UTEP's football coach. But you have to account for the fact that um, not only are you paying that $667,000 buyout, you're also um, paying for a new football coach. If Dimmel was making $850,000 this year, I think in just knowing where the money is going in Conference USA with the TV deals, with the fact that Florida Atlantic, um, their uh, trip to the Final Four last year will bring 
a bunch of money into Conference USA for teams like UTEP to use. So I think the going rate for a football coach at UTEP is going to be more than $850,000 moving forward, maybe $900,000, maybe it gets up over a million. So you are going to be paying more money in the uh, if you if you fire Coach Dimmel. However, you're going to be paying more money anyways um, because you're going to inevitably, like I said, the going rate for a UTEP football coach, the price is going to go up. Um, no matter no matter what happens, whether you keep Dimmel or whether you fire him after this season. So the financials, I, I just think that that is a little bit of a minimal um, argument to make. Like I said, you're going to pay him 850 to come back next year. You're going to pay him 667 uh, if you fire him, plus hiring a new coaching staff on top of that. I think in the long run, it obviously will cost them more money to hire a new football coach, but sometimes – you do have to make sacrifices. Uh, you have to make decisions like that as an athletic director, and that's a decision that Jim Center is going to have to make um, in, coming up here pretty soon. I, I expect Coach Dimmel to finish out the season. Jim Center has never been in his time at UTEP. He's never been the kind of coach that would, or excuse me, athletic director that would fire a coach in the middle of the season. If you were going to do it, I think it was going to be after the Western Kentucky game, to be quite frank, especially going into a bye week. That would have been – if you were going to do it in the middle of the season, that was the time they were going to do it. So to see Coach Dimmel out at practice the last couple of weeks, getting ready for Middle Tennessee during the bye week, and then now you know this week in the lead up to it, I just don't see a situation where they fire him um, before the season ends. Now, um, so expect Coach to be on the sidelines at least for the next two games. But like we said, you know, multiple times, he's twenty and forty-seven in his tenure at UTEP. That includes two and twenty-two in his first two seasons. Um, at UTEP. And I will be honest, this is just my opinion. I do not hold those two seasons uh, that Dimmel had, those first two seasons where they went two and 22. I do not hold those um, against him in the way that I think a lot of fans do. The reason I feel that way is because of the spot that Sean Kugler and his staff left the program in um, when they were let go by UTEP in 2017. They were 0 and 12. And more than just being 0 and 12, um, the recruiting situation they left UTEP in, they were they had gone to like this blue shirt scheme um, where really effectively Coach Dimmel only had, I think, 11 or 12 scholarships his first three seasons to give out to new players. It's really, really hard to build a program if you can't promise, you know, talented kids a scholarship immediately um, upon arrival at school. They're going to go somewhere else. They're going to go to a UTSA. They're going to go to a North Texas. That is part of why it took a little bit longer than fans would have liked for things to get turned around under Dimmel. So I do not hold um, those two seasons as much against him as I think a lot of fans do. However, you know, they start turning things around in 2020, the COVID year, they go three and five, really weird year, but they showed a lot of improvement in that season. Then, of course, 2021. His best season at UTEP, they go seven and six. They start six and one. They almost beat a pretty good Fresno State uh, team in the New Mexico Bowl uh, before falling kind of late in that contest. Um, the last two years have been, there's no other way to put it, utter disappointments. Five and seven last year off the bowl year, three and seven this year. The best they can do is five and seven. And I don't expect them to go five and seven um, this season based on the injuries and based on the schedule left with Middle Tennessee and then Liberty coming into the Sun Bowl. Um, there's no other way to describe the last two years as other than failures. And I think Dana Dimmel would be the first person to tell you that. There's 
I promise you, there's nobody more disappointed about, you know, where the season has gone. The last two seasons have gone um, than Dana Dimmel. No football coach gets into this to lose games. Obviously, they all want to win games. Um, so I can promise you he's as disappointed about this um, as anybody. The issue is, is he's the one who's in charge of things. And it, the sword um, eventually falls on him if things don't go uh, the way that things or, you know, people want them to go or that you you plan for them to go. So um, that is the tough part of college football. But he's been in this business over 40 years and nobody understands that um, better than Dana Dimmel. So I think that it's going yeah, – first of all, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens and what decision is made. Um, I expect some kind of decision to be made very quickly following the season, whether it's on Saturday after the Liberty game, whether it's on Sunday after the Liberty game. Um, I just expect a very quick resolution either way. Um, it is my expectation and guess that Coach Dimmel will not be back next year. Um, just given, again, the expectations that have been on this football team the last two seasons um the vote of confidence he was given after the bowl year to get a two-year contract extension um and they haven't delivered um really in a, in, a, in a lot of ways and um that contract i think you know that extension that they gave Dimmel, it was warranted at the time he deserved it at the time he had turned around the program and he would have been heading into 2022 um, on the final year of a contract. So really they needed to extend him to ensure that, you know, the, you know, the continuity of the program um, at that point, I think it was the right decision to give him a contract extension after the 2021 season. I also think it was the right decision to give him a short-term contract uh, extension for this exact reason. Things went south and now you're not tied to coach Dimmel with a, you know, an extended, you know, expensive buyout for, longer than you know what it is it's just the one year so I think all of those factors um it is my expectation and you know guess that coach Dimmel will probably not be back next year um it's been very quiet on that front over at UTEP I will say um there's obviously a lot of decisions you know a lot of factors that go into this that Maybe we as as media members and fans don't always consider, but um, I just think if you look at the body of work, um, if you look, I don't even I, I don't even mean totally the body of work. I, like I said, I don't cons I don't look at eighteen and nineteen um, the way I think most people do as far as his resume at UTEP. I look at the last two years. Once your program is built, once you've gone to a bowl game. Once you have everything in place, you've got a starting quarterback who's been the starting quarterback for now four years, um, you know, in Gavin Hardison. There was so much in place for UTEP to continue being successful the last two years, and flat out, they did not do it. And in college football, in college athletics, that eventually falls to the head coach. And um, unfortunately for Dana Dimmel and his coaching staff, I think that that will uh, rear its ugly head in the next couple of weeks, we will see. I could be wrong, but that, again, is my guess and expectation um, that UTEP will have a new football coach in 2024. Now, I don't want to speculate on who I think that might be yet. I think it's way too early for that. Um, you don't want to be handing the job out before there's even a job to to be given out. So I will wait to I – you know, I do have a list of guys that I think 
UTEP might try to go after, but I will wait to release that until um, we know for sure what is going to be happening, you know, with this program moving forward. But um, if I've got a list, you can bet other people have a list. You can bet Jim Center started to compile a list. So um, a lot of moving parts here with this UTEP football program, but it does seem like it's all moving in one direction. And again, I feel bad for, I do feel bad for this coaching staff and the players and coach Dimmel because um, there is not a nicer person in college football. If fans, if you've ever met him out and about, he's very personable. He's very kind. You just, you're just not going to find a nicer guy in college football um, than Dana Dimmel. Um, unfortunately, you know, and that's the unfortunate part about this. It's the unfortunate part for his assistant coaches too, who um, are also for the most part, you know, in my interactions with all of them have been great people. So um, that's the tough part about this business is that good people sometimes lose their jobs because uh, the success wasn't there on the field uh, the way that, you know, fans and athletic directors and coaches and everybody wanted them to be. So that's the tough part of it. But again, it is part of the business of college football. So instead, we needed to discuss that. Um, I will like to get uh, Gavin's take on this when we uh, are finally able to get our schedules to align and, and be on a podcast together again. But I do want to move on to a couple other topics. Um, number one is Gavin Hardison. Uh, man, what a tough year that kid has had. Um, four-year starting quarterback uh, for UTEP. Has not played since the UNLV game. And he's actually officially, I think we all assumed he was out for the season, but he is officially out for the season. He got surgery on the UCL ligament in his throwing elbow um, last week. It's a surgery similar to Tommy John, but he said it wasn't exactly Tommy John surgery, but you know, something like that. And that's saying that's it's the UCL ligament, which is what Tommy John um, surgeries deal with. So, um, you know, just I feel bad for him because, you know, coming into this season, there have been scouts, you know, at pretty much every UTEP football practice this year, very interested in him. Um, we Dimmel told us at the press conference that there's been scouts saying that Gavin could be as high as a fifth round pick in the NFL draft this year. So, um, to have his senior season completely derailed like that uh, is super tough for him. I feel for him for sure. Um, but that's, you know, it's, that's just football sometimes. Um, and that's just, that's just how it goes. So he got his surgery last Wednesday. Um, the same, the Texas Rangers doctor is the person who performed the surgery. He's also the same person who did Brock Purdy's uh, Tommy John surgery or surgery similar to um to the uh to what gavin got uh he did that last uh off season for brock purdy so clearly a, a pretty strong um pedigree for you know gavin's you know care so that that's good to hear he told us on monday that he expects to be able to throw at pro day uh utah pro day which is usually in early to mid-march so that would be about a Let's see, November, December, January, February. That's about a five and a half month recovery. Um, he said he probably won't be a full, full go by the uh, pro day, but he thinks he'll be able to do some throwing. So certainly fingers crossed for him because, you know, you never want to see a guy's career end the way his did because of injuries. You know, he's a good player. He's uh, in the top three all time and passing at UTEP over 7,000 yards, 40 touchdowns. Um, took them to a bowl game for the first time in seven years two years ago so you know he's had some strong moments for UTEP he's had some ups and downs but you know he's for the most part he's been a pretty solid player and um, would love for him to get his shot at the professional level 
um, if he if he's able to get healthy and kind of prove himself at the next level um, before the draft. So uh, I just wanted to mention that and um, shout out Gavin Hardison for everything he's done for the UTEP football program over the years. And again, hope, hopefully he can get healthy again. Um, he's one of, like we said, 25, 26 guys that are hurt for UTEP this year. Tyron Smith, don't expect him back uh, this year. He's been out since the Arizona game. I think he's – if they needed him, he could probably play. It's a hamstring injury. This That's just – I'm not reporting that. That's just, again, my my assumption. I think, like, if this was – if this season had gone differently than it has, I think you probably would have seen Tyron Smith back out on the field at some point already. But given the fact of where the season has gone um, and the fact that he only played four games, he still has a redshirt year available to him. So there was some – good reasons for him to just kind of decide to stick out uh you know stay out for the rest of the season and and um withhold some eligibility uh one year of eligibility for himself so i think he made the right decision there but certainly tough for utep um in that regard so um a lot of bad news surrounding utep football this year but um they have a chance to get a third consecutive uh conference usa road victory uh this week at middle tennessee it's a middle tennessee team that um, has been up and down. They went to a bowl game last year um, and have just struggled um, this season. They're three and seven wins over Murray State, Louisville, or excuse, Louisiana Tech, and FIU. They almost beat New Mexico State two weeks ago uh, in Las Cruces. That game was uh, that was a game, obviously, NMSU won to ensure itself uh, bowl eligibility. Um, but they, I mean, Middle Tennessee hung with them. Their quarterback is really impressive. I, I, I thought he was a, a fantastic player when I saw him play against New Mexico State uh, last uh, two weekends ago. Nick Vadiato, um, their last outing against FIU, threw for 275 yards and four touchdowns. So he, you know, he can sling it. Um, their defense, I thought, was pretty was pretty strong. So that's something that Cade McConnell is going to have to contend with um, as, and as he continues to start to finish out the season um, for UTEP. So it will be interesting to see how they are, are able to manage it. But um, it's at this point for UTEP, it's all about just kind of finishing out the year and, and getting to the offseason. And it's it's just such a strange time of time of year um, for UTEP. You know, you're not going to a bowl game and there's so many these questions swirling around, you know, the coaching staff. I'm sure there's a lot of um, I'm, I just think it's probably difficult to find motivation and find um you know, ways to get up for these final two games. But uh, to the UTEP minors credit, they, they to a man have said that everybody is still working hard in practice and, and doing everyone's doing their best to kind of try to stay um, in the hunt, so to speak, to, to get a couple more wins on, to close out the season. And, um, you know, certainly five and seven, while it's a disappointing year, five and seven, if they can get there, it looks a lot better than three and nine or four and eight. So, um, we'll see if they can get to it. Like I said, a win over middle Tennessee would be a third consecutive, uh, road win in conference USA play, uh, for UTEP. So, um, that would be big for them if they're able to get it. Um, but we will uh, see again, seven and a half point underdogs, but a uh, strange time of year for UTEP. Uh, definitely want to get Gavin Beckley's take on everything. Uh, once we have an opportunity to finally get our schedules to align, 
Uh, we hope to do that in the uh, do that next week after the Middle Tennessee game, you know, leading into the Liberty game. So um, we'll make sure that we get that done on Thanksgiving week and bring it to you. I'm going to cut this short. I actually have to head out to uh, Midland right now to go cover the Riverside football team in the playoffs tonight and then the Canateel football team in Lubbock on Friday. So I'm going to cut the podcast a little bit short today. Um, but I think that this was more or less what everybody was wanting to hear about and talk about. So certainly, um, depending on where things go with the coaching staff at UTEP, we'll have plenty more to discuss over the coming weeks. This has been another edition of The Mindshaft. I'm your host, Colin Deaver. We'll see you next time.